podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Strikecast brought to you on the back of two games against West Ham. One we won in the league and the other we were knocked out in the Carabao Cup. First, Nards, I want to get your, your thoughts on basically the reaction to this. So playing West Ham twice, going into the game, what was most important for you? Progressing in the Carabao Cup or the three points? Yeah, 100% of three points. I think it was a good, strong performance away at West Ham. It's a tough place to go. They've got a strong squad, uh, good players in their team. It was a tough game. And even though it went down to the wire with the with the, with the penalty that obviously David De Gea saved, uh, which I wasn't expecting at all, by the way, um, it, it, it was a, it was a, not a comfortable win, but United deserved to win, and, and they they possibly could have had a couple. Well, they should have had a couple of penalties as well. So, yeah, I think the three points is is much more important. Uh, and even even with last night, it was it wasn't a bad performance. It just we, we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. So, but yeah, like I say, three points was far more important. I think in the league game, which we won two one, started the game. I think poorly. West Ham started well. They got a lucky goal, um, a, a deflection. But even though they kind of they started well, I thought we controlled throughout. Um, we were definitely the better team. They didn't deserve to go ahead. And even going into going into half time, you'd expect United to go out and win the game. Ronaldo again scoring, unstoppable. Just again in the box, the right place, the right time. Lucky to to get that rebound. But but that's what he's about, isn't it, Nards? He's he's a goal poacher now. Um, he he he's not necessarily on the wings, but we've seen glimpses of, of the old Ronaldo. We've seen glimpses of, of showboat and then, of course, getting on the goal sheet. Is there, he's scoring every game now. Is, is there any, any stopping him? I know, and I know, nothing's stopping him. And I think the the, the, the the football brain that that guy's got is just immense. Like, forget all the talent and stuff. Just the brain that he has to get in the right positions at the right time to make the right runs. It's it's just phenomenal. And it, I can see you can you can generally he won't but you can generally see him scoring in every game that he plays in um, because he has got that that ability to get into the right positions and he's obviously got the players around him to assist him and get the ball to him so I think he clocked up the the highest um, speed on, in the game as well I think yeah, uh, yeah. this morning that he, he was you know the fastest player on on that pitch on on, on Saturday on Sunday whatever day it was and I mean the guy is just a phenomenon he's, he's brilliant and, and and what a signing he could turn out to be I mean forget his age the goals that he can provide in this team could be monumental well look he's only played what three games for the club and we're still betting in all these new signings so I'm still watching United and people are complaining about say the standard of performances every now and again especially away from home we haven't been playing well away from home but this hasn't clicked yet you, you, you can see the difference in the way we're playing when Ronaldo's in the pitch we're trying to get the ball in the air to inside the box but all that's going to take time to to fully gel and people are looking at Chelsea at the moment um they're clear favorites to, to, to win the league judged on performances alone but this is early days 
and teams are going to hit their slump. Teams are going to click. And I don't think we've clicked yet. We're still winning games. And ultimately, if you look back at previous seasons when Solskjaer was, was new to the job, you would have said, right, he needs time. But I'm at this stage now that we shouldn't necessarily be playing well to win games. We should be winning games. These games, we should be winning. And Villa are playing well at the moment. They look good with their new signings. But they're coming to Old Trafford this weekend. That's a game we need to be winning. Oh, yeah, 100%. And yeah, at the end of the day, you can play the best football in the world. If you're not winning games, who cares? It's all about mm. the three points. It's a business. You want to win the league. And yes, of course, we want to be entertained as fans. But the most important thing is three points. The, they said the people are saying the away form isn't particularly great, but we're still unbeaten and we, and yeah. we smashed the record. Um, so, I mean, if, if you can go unbeaten away from home throughout the season, who who can possibly complain about that? Turn a couple of those draws into wins and it's going to be a fantastic season. And yeah, I think we're in a position now when we play the likes of, of, of Villa, the West Hams and teams, we are going to these games expecting we should win. Uh, and, and we are winning them. And I, I fully expect us to beat, to beat Villa. The weekend saw the return of Scott McTominay. And on the blog, a lot of our writers, including myself, have been writing in his absence about when he returns and his presence in midfield and the difference that it'll make, because when he got injured, there was kind of a, a merry-go-round every weekend. People were kind of panicking about who was going to start in midfield and we're going to get overrun. But we still get overrun with McTominay in midfield at times, but his presence is still definitely felt in ours. And did you see a big improvement at the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I really like McTominay. I think he adds a lot to the team. His energy, his his, his work rate, his, his, his toughness, his his willingness to go into challenges. And I think he, he is a big player for us and, and he is key that we have him in that team. I think we can manage without him. He's not like a player that's going to be a must-start every single week if, if, if he's struggling with injuries or whatever it may be. But yeah, he is a big player for us and you'd always have him in the team, you know, especially in the bigger games rather than not. So yeah, I mean... For me, he's the, he's the main man in that sitting position, or you know, also got the ability to go forward because he scored a few goals, hasn't he? And he gets up and down the pitch really, really well because he has got that fitness level. So, yeah, McTominay's massive for us. I think I know we've discussed other players coming in to to play a similar role, uh, but that's not to be. It's not happening at the moment. So, so for me, he's 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 the main man in that position. The man, the man of the weekend was Jesse Lingard going back to West Ham and getting the winning goal, and it was a great strike again proven his importance to the side and I think even with with Daniel James gone in the summer it was a chance for Lingard to kind of step up and so far so good I feel Uh, I feel he's playing well and he got a start in the Carabao Cup but something I want to ask you Nards is because you were paid to score goals throughout your career and um, scoring against his his old club at the weekend Michael Owen took a shot at Lingard because he felt that he should have celebrated and he should have you know it was a great goal could you understand um, his reason for for not celebrating? Well, I've got to I've got to kind of counteract that with the thing. I, he did celebrate, like you, he he didn't go crazy with his celebration, but he mm. ran over to the United fans. He was smiling. He was jumping on on his his, his fellow players, and the players were jumping on him. Yeah, he did his his, his hand movement where mm. he's like, you know, but that's just a little bit of respect, and and, and yeah. so be it. Um, it, it doesn't. I mean, you can see even on last night's, for me, he was United's most uh, influential attacking player that started. I thought he got on the ball, he moved around the pitch, he was fantastic, he showed quality, he, you know, he had a few shots, you know, from outside the area. And, and for me, he was the, the best attacking player for us last night. So there's no doubting his commitment to Manchester United. He's a Manchester United fan. So, 
the Michael Owen, I, just, I just think it's a nonsense. I just think he wants to get out in the press, if, if I'm being per, per, uh, perfectly honest. I think, for me, he did celebrate. There's no denying his commitment to Manchester United, as in Lingard. And for me, great. He scored the winning goal at the club that gave him a, a chance last year when, when he needed one. I find it remarkable whenever this is discussed, because I think it's it's nearly every season a player goes back to his old club, scores a goal, and it, it's, it's reacted in the media from certain pundits. But it's like... you. You've just watched 90 minutes and that's one of your taking points. It's like you're nitpicking. It's like you're looking for something. Um, but but no, it, it was great to see him get the start again in the Carabao Cup. But but ultimately being knocked out of that, Nards, the, the League Cup is, is a chance, as we've seen last night, for for the fringe players in the squad to get some minutes and, and to prove their prove their work and maybe knocking that door to get into the, the starting lineup in, in, in other games. But now we're out of the League Cup. Is that a massive blow to those players? And is it a blow to Solskjaer as well in, 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 a, in, in a way that he's going to have to try and keep these players happy with limited games coming up now? Yeah, I think, I think the League Cup's a perfect opportunity to put out sides like he did last night to give those fringe players a chance to, to, to get some minutes, get some fitness, but also, like you say, to, to prove their worth to the team and the squad. I think a couple of players did last night. I think Lingard in my opinion, you know, showed why he could quite easily start on, you know, any given Saturday when, we, when we're playing the Premier League or, or even the Champions League uh, as and when we, when, when we need him because, you know, for me, he's got that confidence back. He's got the ability. He's got that work rate, the work ethic that, you know, that, that we, we expect at Manchester United. And, 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 yeah, it is disappointing, I think. Albeit we didn't play particularly bad it, it would have been nice to progress in a competition to give those players games and, and you know and it's a trophy at the end of the day so yeah it is disappointing uh for more than one reason but I wouldn't get too downhearted about it because it's the it's the it's the well it's out of all the four trophies that we're going for it's the one that we're more than happy to go out of you know in the first round rather than, than the other competitions definitely and one of the things that people would hit, would hit soldier with this season is if he doesn't win a trophy so to be to be knocked out of the League Cup, and you look at the, the other three trophies that were in the FA Cup, right? That's something that you'd like to see us to go for. The Champions League, can you see us winning that? It's a big ask. The Premier League, I, I think, is a big ask as well. And something that I was thinking about this season as well is you you look at the teams that are going for trophies, and I include ourselves in that. I think we will be competing. But you look at the other teams, there's so many other strong teams that are competing. There's simply not enough trophies to go around to keep everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And someone at the end of the season is going to be very unfortunate because, as, as I said, mm-hmm. you've about four teams there that are really competitive. Liverpool, nobody was speaking about at the start of the season. I've watched a few of their games. They do look very, very strong. Chelsea, <clears throat> there's no doubt how strong they are all over the pitch. And City, you're just waiting for them to turn on the engine. You know, they're not fully there, but we've seen this before. Even last season, we've seen it and they won the league. They didn't start particularly well. So, and you look at ourselves, there's four teams that will be there competing. There's just not enough trophies to go around. So I think some people might say Solskjaer shot himself in the foot, but ultimately he made 11 changes last night. And I think everyone looking at that starting lineup thought that this is a pretty good second string team. Oh yeah, we've come a long way from where we were maybe two or three seasons ago. When our, you look at our bench now, most weeks and there's attack and talent. There's people that can get you goals. We haven't even got Cavani back yet. So another player, Nards, that that got a start last night was Donny Van de Beek, and I spoke to you briefly before we start recording this about his performance. 
did did he um did he show himself in glory and his opportunity? Do you feel? I think it was an encouraging performance from him. I think he, he, you can see his qualities. He's good on the ball. He he put a great ball through to Greenwood, doesn't he? To, yeah. to to ultimately get the equaliser. I mean, you, there's not every player in the in that can that can see that pass and, and not only see that pass but execute it perfectly. So yeah, there was there was definitely some some good glimpses of of Donny Van Der Beek. But I've said it all along that any player, regardless of who you are. Unless you're Ronaldo and comes in like scoring all blazes straight away, um, they need a, a few games in the team. They need regular games, regular football to 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 get that fitness level up, to get the style of play, and and and, and he needs those games, those minutes to to really establish himself, establish himself as a as a Manchester United player. I'd, I'd also say the same with with Sancho. I think he showed a few glimpses last night as well. Uh, but you, players need time. I know they are the so-called best players in the world, but it doesn't just happen like that. You, you need that, those minutes on the pitch. And speaking from my own perspective, when I was a player, I know I needed a couple of games to get back into the swing of things, to to get, you know, to start scoring goals, creating chances, to start my, my performance to build up. And I think with, with Donny, he's clearly got the ability and, and we saw, you know, glimpses of that last night. It's just a case of regular football that you'll really start to see the best of him. I thought last night he, he he played very well. Um, I thought in the first half he didn't offer too much going forward, but we've seen sides to him that he can read a game, that he knows when to intersect and step in, which is a trait that a lot of people were questioning, could he start alongside one of the players and double pivot? There was definitely signs last night that he could, I felt. Um, I was questioning where he was doing enough in the final third, but he mentioned that pass to Greenwood in the second half, and he, he has that in his locker. He's a great passer of the ball. Good in tight space as well. But the one thing I did notice is when Bruno Fernandes came on, Van der Beek totally went, he was gone, completely out of the game. And I sat back thinking that it was totally different to how he was playing before he came on. Is this a confidence thing? He looked to me that maybe he just feels totally lost when Bruno is on the pitch. And it wouldn't be the first time because when he has come on off the bench and stuff, he's been so... He hasn't done anything in certain games where Bruno's been on the pitch. But last night before he came on, he looked like he looked like himself a bit. He did, and he, and he broke the lines a few times, got in behind to, to slip some crosses, tried to you know feed some crosses across the box when he when he broke the lines and got in behind the the, the West Ham the defense. So yeah, like like you said, you were encouraged, I was encouraged, but yeah, maybe that's a good point. I never thought about that with with, with Bruno on the pitch. I think Bruno is the main man. There's no. Yeah. There's no debating that. Maybe, maybe he needs a bit more time with Bruno in the team because Bruno may, uh, you know, take up some of the positions that he wants to take up in the forward-thinking positions, and, and maybe they just need a bit more game time together in order to, to play together. If he does play in that role, maybe alongside McTominay with with Bruno just ahead of them, maybe they they can build that understanding on how each other plays. Because uh, I know that that can be a, that can be a scenario in football. There can be players that kind of. Kind of the detriment to each other, almost where they they one kind of shines and the other one kind of goes into the shell. So maybe maybe that is the case. I've, I've got to be brutally honest though. I never really noticed that or thought that. But now you've said it, it's it's a really good point. It is because there's no one doubting that Danny Van der Beek is is an excellent footballer. I think like last night, just you can never you can, I've ever watched him and said, look, he's not talented enough. It's always been the case of whether he fits in or fits mm-hmm. into a certain position or with certain players, with a certain partnership. No one's ever questioned that. And I think that's his sticking point. What he needs to do now in his second season is to become a player that can just play well regardless of who he's played beside. 
and and do a job and, and focus on himself. Last night there was a, there was a there was a part of the game where he beat two players, um, kept possession, was trying to get the ball forward, but no one made the run. I quite enjoyed how he gave the players around him a rollicking. Because he he is a player that's not playing every week that you could see maybe might be a bit shy, but no, he's thinking about he wants to be the one that that, that is making big big moments in the game, which is good to see, which is good to see. So yes, Nards, we are out of the cup. Um, it's a blow. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think we should we we should be focusing on bigger things this season. It's a blow for the, obviously for the players that won't get the game time that they would have got from the league cup, like Anthony Alanga. Um, Dallo maybe, but Dallo played okay last night as well. I thought, but going into that game against Aston Villa at the weekend, um, they have lost Jack Grealish and someone, but they've made good signings. Have you have you watched much of them this season? Do you reckon they'll be a, a difficult opponent? Yeah, they're, they're a tough team to come up against. They defend well. They're, they're a well organised unit. The manager's has done very well there. Uh, I think he's actually under a bit of pressure. My, my brother-in-law is a, is a huge Villa fan, so okay. um, it's his, he, he's a Villa fan. His kids are Villa fans. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm United, and, and um, obviously, my kids are United and what have you. So it, it's something I always look forward to. It's not obviously for every, every United fan. It's always a game yeah. that I look forward to, and I always keep an eye on Villa just because you've got that, you know. Um, you know, connection within the family. So yeah, Villa are a very good team. I mean, Grealish, I'm still bitter that he went to, to City. I'd loved him at United. I mean, what a player he is and what a player you know, they had at Villa. But Villa without him aren't the same team. And I don't care what anyone says. They're not, you're not going to be the same same team without, without Grealish. But they have added well. They have made some good signings. Uh, and like I say, Dean Smith does have, have his team set up, and, and they've got some goal scorers in that team. They've got Watkins, they've got Danny Ings, so they will be they will be dangerous. Uh, you know, potentially on the counter attack or on creating chances. They signed Bailey as well, um, yeah. you know, who, who looks a decent player. And what my brother in law says, he, he looks like he could be very very good for Villa. He's just you know getting, you know feeling his way into the team at the moment, but has scored a couple of goals as well. So I don't expect it to be an easy game at the weekend, but I do I do think United should be expected to win and, and should win comfortably, albeit having to be aware of, of the attacking threat that they, they offer. I think the exciting thing with Bailey that Villa have signed is that he's one of those players in Europe that's kind of on the cusp of becoming a star and that's what they've signed. A lot of yeah. players that come from abroad say Germany and Spain as young players they come on the cusp of great things he hasn't joined the a Manchester United or a, or, or a Chelsea or whatever but he's he, he's on the cusp on the side that's pretty good play good football and as you mentioned Dean Smith's done a good job there Tunzebe is on loan he won't be able to play at the weekend but um, it's good that he's getting minutes in the Premier League Nards, thanks so much for joining me this week. We'll have to catch up again next week after the Villa game. Um, how can people follow you on, on, on Twitter? Yeah, so my 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 Twitter is at Nards10, I believe. I think my Instagram is at Daniel Nardiello. So yeah, feel free to to follow me on there and engage any, any way you want. Brilliant, brilliant. Thanks a million, Nards, and speak to you again soon. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.